Well, hello again. I'm wondering how the weather is where you are. Right now, here in Ashland, Ohio, it is frigid. My goodness, it's only 11 degrees out there. Normally, I walk. Today, I just couldn't do it. And according to the weatherman, next week, we're going to have some weather that's even colder than that. I hope where you are, you're either bundled up and warm or you live in a warm temperature. But I know for me right now, it's, it's rather cold. Looking forward to our time together today. I want to say a brief prayer, and then let's get started. Father, we always come in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, and we ask for your presence. We ask for the precious Holy Spirit to guide and direct our time. Lord, we are your children, and we are hungry for more of you. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I was reading this particular scripture, and this verse really stood out to me. Uh, Very familiar. It simply says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. It really took me back at first to some of my first experiences with the notion of being lost. And, And let me say that There was not a lot of emphasis when I was young and going to church on the idea that Jesus was seeking me. There was a lot of idea on the way on the idea that God was watching, but not a lot that that he was seeking me, seeking me in the way that is represented in Luke chapter 14, the seeking after the coins, the seeking after the sheep, the father seeking after the son. Now the emphasis was he's watching. God's watching, and you better be careful. And there was also a real emphasis, a nuance on the notion of being lost. Lost in my early days of faith was really represented by eternal consequences. The idea is that if you're not a person that's been born again, you would be relegated to an eternal damnation of punishment Uh, Sometimes the preacher would talk about the lake of fire. Other times he would simply say that you would be spending eternity in hell. As a matter of fact, as I think about that, I remember that the very first time I responded to what could be seen as a gospel message was a message about the fact that God was going to come and he's going to punish those that have not accepted his son and that they are going to go to an eternity in hell. And then the question was asked at the end, do you want to spend eternity in hell or not? And if not, come to Jesus. Now, I I want you to know that I believe that there is a legitimate dimension to that aspect and that notion of being lost. And, And not an unimportant dimension, but today, at my age, in light of my journey and my understanding of Scripture and the coming of Christ, there is another dimension that I think is worthy of us thinking about when it comes to this issue of Jesus coming to seek and save those who have been lost. So so let me tell you where I found this particular Scripture this time. It's in a very, very familiar story, the story of Zacchaeus. Now, If you've been a Christian for any time, you know something about Zacchaeus, a tax collector that Jesus met when he was walking through Jericho. 
And the Bible says that he was not only a tax collector, but the chief tax collector in the region and very, very wealthy. And Jesus was coming. He was walking by. And the Bible says that this man, Zacchaeus, he wanted to see Jesus, so he climbed up in the tree. And then it says because he was short. It might have also been because in a crowd like that, somebody might have wanted to give him a good elbow because of what they felt he did to them as a chief tax collector. After all, a tax collector was really somebody that was not serving the people, but serving the Romans. Now, Jesus is walking along, and this guy wanting to see Jesus is up in the tree, and the Bible says that Jesus saw him, and he simply said, Zacchaeus, come down. I want to go to your house. I want to stay with you. And Zacchaeus did. And he welcomed him with joy and gladness. And all the people around were stunned by this, and they didn't really like it. And then they even made the comment that Jesus has gone to the house of a sinner. But somehow this encounter must have satisfied something that was deep inside of Zacchaeus, some place of emptiness, some place of longing. And he responds and says, Lord, I'm going to give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've ever cheated anyone, I'm going to give them back four times as much. At this, Jesus makes the comment and says, today salvation has come to this house. This man is also a son of Abraham. And then the verse, for the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. Let's look at the first part of this, and that is the seeking of Jesus. Isn't it a dynamic difference when you move away from God is watching you to he's seeking for you? In seeking, it's that notion that there's something that belongs to him that, that he wants back, and that something was me, and that something is you, and that something are countless other people. And the Bible says that he came to them. He sought them out. And today I believe Jesus is still in the business of seeking us out, trying to get our attention. He'll come to us often in very mundane moments with whispers, words that someone has spoken, something in nature that captures our attention, something that moves us in a movie or a book or a piece of art. And that we need to be careful to see that some of this is not just a, a happenstance or a coincidence, but it's the actual whisper of God wanting us to know that he's here and, and that he's, he's wanting to gain our attention. It reminds me of a verse that comes in chapter 19. And, and Jesus is talking about the Pharisees and he makes this comment that you did not recognize the God, time of God's coming to you. You didn't recognize it. You didn't see that God was in this. You didn't see that he was up to something. You know, I have a friend. Her name is Anne. And no matter what happens, she has this ability to somehow say God was in it. A beautiful sunrise, a sunset, a, a, a bird that lands on the windowsill, a call from a friend, a special card. She believes that in the midst of all that, it is the seeking heart of God 
And we don't want to be like the Pharisees that God comes to us, but we did not recognize the day of his coming. All oh, the glory of having a Savior who seeks out those that are broken and lost because he wants them. And the Bible does say that even heaven rejoices when he finds one of those that have been lost. When he finds them and brings them home to, his safe, to himself. Now, now let's just talk for a couple of minutes about this, this idea that Zacchaeus was lost. And for just a moment, can we set aside the eternal ramifications of that and simply talk about the fact that he, was, he, he hadn't found his way. He was lost in the way he was living life. I, there was, must have been a, an unmet longing, something unsettled inside of him, something that was confused and the evidence of very mixed priorities and that he was missing the essence of life and with that was an emptiness. He had lost his way. It made me think about myself in college. I wasn't a Christ follower at the time. My priorities were all mixed up and I was doing things to kill pain that were very, very unholy and unhealthy. And that being lost didn't simply have eternal ramifications. The ramifications were daily. Confusion, anger, sadness. And yet, with his embrace, the embrace of Christ, when he brought me into his heart and when he brings Zacchaeus into his heart, and as he brought you into his heart, there's not only the eternal consequence of being now his child and going to his kingdom upon our death, but there's just a realization that we can, we can now find our way. We have a north star to guide us. The way of Jesus, as we've talked about before, we can walk the way of Jesus, the way Jesus walked the way, where the priorities of the kingdom of God and the virtues and values of the kingdom of God become very precious to us and where we're less concerned and constrained by issues of possessions and power and privilege. And a contentment comes in. And we begin to experience a shalom. So there's this little line in the story of Zacchaeus that, well, I want to make sure to mention. It said that when Zacchaeus found that Jesus was coming his way, he climbed a tree because he wanted to see him. I wonder what the dynamic equivalent of that is in my life, in your life. What do we do to see Jesus? How are we aware of his coming? How do we position ourselves to respond to his seeking? Oh, what a glorious gospel this is, that he seeks us and he saves us 
so that not just for eternity, but for today, there can be a contentment. Maybe we should reflect on that. And maybe we should think a little bit about the fact that when we're beginning to feel that confusion, this unmet longing that somehow we've lost our way, that we see that as a part of our soul crying out to us, let's go climb a tree. Let's go find a way to find Jesus. Let's not keep going to only get further lost. But let's stop and recognize that the confusion and the emptiness and the loneliness and the longing is all pointing to the fact that we need to be in the embrace of Christ. And how wonderful to recognize that he's already seeking us. And the lambs that are being brought home, we can be brought home to him safe again in his arms. Oh, what a wonderful little line in scripture that Jesus came, the son of man, to seek and to save the lost. That's certainly who I have been. Maybe you have been. Oh Lord, may you in your grace and mercy fill every part of who we are. Be our North Star. In the midst of a life that's screaming at us to go in so many different directions, may we find in you 